0: I am so pro-white, no coke, no Sprite I am rolling with the public, gonna be more white I saw them twist history right before my very eyes Insurrection day, it's in the book and it's all eyes But now I am alive and well to tell it But will generations down the line be able to sell it? I've always been a thinker on the search for both sides But they label me and i and they cannot tell me why I Guess I'm just a black sheep, white boy Who doesn't hesitate to make Where I'm the minority Is my race just that awesome And no other could compete Is that what the anti-whites are trying to tell me Why am I always seen as such a threat To the point they want to strip me down So there's nothing left
1: Old friends from high school Man I haven't kept one But I got a new crew and it's
0: where I belong Cause if you ain't going free You ain't rolling with me And there are even anti-whites in my own family But I am the one who's comfortable with myself Trying to save them from the haste so while Rays raising Hell Cause I'm the black sheep, white boy Who doesn't hesitate to make a lot of fucking noise I'm the black sheep, white boy And I wouldn't change a thing if I ever had the choice Cause, Cause red's the color I bleed Yes, we're to be red. I have to protect my family this is too white, it's Nigeria too black. Don't get your panties in a bunch, cause I have the right to ask. See, I'm the black sheep, cause I call it hypocrisy. And the media will give you emotions, but they will not give you honesty. Yeah, you have your feelings, but I have the crime rate. And I'ma shoot to kill if there's a danger my way. So I do not blame the cops, just the ones who are cowards, who hesitate to pull the trigger unless it is one of ours. Cause he's up, he's up. Black sheep, white boy Doesn't hesitate to make a lot of fucking noise on the Black sheep, white boy And I wouldn't change a thing if I ever had a choice cause The rest the color I bleed I have to protect my
2: And we are rolling in, going free for a little bit of uh, time together tonight to talk about something that is interesting because when you've been down a path and you want others to know about that path, you share it with them, even if they become unhappy with you because it's the right thing to do. Hope everybody's doing well and I hope you can hear me okay. Let's see what's going on over here. Odyssey seems to be working and you may... Financially gift over there in, in their cryptocurrency and dollars as well. DLive is working, and you, you may financially gift there in their cryptocurrency. And looks like on Sunday we missed I'm Calling the Police, who financially gifted six ice cream cones over there in their little cryptocurrency. Thank you so much to I'm Calling the Police. Whenever I'm Calling the Police returns, please let I'm Calling the Police know that we read, appreciated, and celebrated the six ice cream cone financial gift. Thank you so very much. And uh, we don't have entropy up and running yet, but it will be. We had a few technical problems getting rolling here, and uh, hopefully they won't revisit. Had to do a a reset okay so now of course this is really weird use a supported platform okay enter the stream url entropy might not be up tonight i'm guessing this field is required so let me see if that will work It does appear to be up and running now. Check it out, check out Entropy. It looks different. Uh, Looks like uh, you can, looks like you can financially donate over there still. Somebody go over and let me know what's going on. Is it working for you? Can you uh, maybe, you don't have to financially gift, but if if you would just click on it to see if it presents you with the same option. To financially gift that information would be great, and please tag me as No why Guilt in the YouTube chat so that I can see. And it looks like they have a, a chat widget that's still up here, and I don't know if, uh, if uh, perhaps you're able to chat over there. But the question widget, or the tall Kevin widget, as it was as it was affectionately known, is now gone. So that is entropy. Blessings to all in the white well-being community. The song Black Sheep, etc. is very cool. Is there a link available for this song? Says Foster Kennel. And uh, yes, I mean, you can head on over to RC The Realist on YouTube. And I think Franklin, maybe he just, nope. Uh, he's he's uh, providing there the, uh, the collectibles store, no but yeah, you can head on over to RC the Realist on YouTube and his other links will be there so that uh, you can go and you can uh, support him and support the work that he's doing by actually purchasing uh, the song. And I'm, I think it's for a pittance. Do the same thing with, of course, for Noel and uh, any of our artists, but particularly those who are coming to mind right now. Great champions in service to white well-being. This is not a sprint. Service to white well being is not a sprint, even though I was a sprinter and uh, was not good at long distance. I was kick ass at the 40 yard dash and the 55 meter was all right, did well there. But after that, not so much. Very fast, very fast in the sprint. Service to white well being is a long distance run. You can have times when you step it up and times when you throttle back, but it is a long distance affair. So prepare yourself for the long haul montana kid is here spud hello sister white wolf is here rory herbert great to see you northwest hello sister lunder from down under great to see you brother and so is uh kate is with us great to see you young lady uh jk160 is here cool papa j magic is here. Wonderful to see you champions. Uh, Miami. Hello and welcome. Brian Oblivion. Hello and welcome. And the great Franklin controller of galaxies along with reptile also controller of galaxies. Wonderful to see you both. So Patrick is here owning anti white goblins. Great to see you brother arch nemesis. Hello and welcome along with fit and healthy at any age. Yes, indeed. Welcome. The champion, uh, Baron White, is, I think he's going to be uh, watching afterward, uh, maybe, or coming in perhaps toward the end. They have a, a GFC training. And uh, so that's glorious. You want to be a part of that if you're ready to make a difference in the world. Paleo conservative Australian is here. Wonderful. Daniel Schmidt, he says, is talking to the media about anti whiteism. Yeah, yes. And you know what would be great? As if he decided to speak with us. Uh, we've, I've reached out a couple of times. I know some others have reached out. I guess we just have to keep trying. The I think the problem with him is, and we're going to be getting into the reason for this role in today in just a moment, is that he has uh, either an association with Nick Fuentes or is influenced by both scared of Nick's audience, that energetic uh, part of his audience, and uh, if they, of course, if they don't like someone, if Nick doesn't like someone, then content creators will stay as far away as they can. And that's just a reality. This is the new way that the anti white regime controls resistance. And that's re- what we're talking about here in this role in today. Don't plan on being here a long time. I want to get back to work on It's a Comedy, Damn It, audiobook. And uh, I suffered the throat injury. And uh, then I drank. Too much tea, which agitated my throat for a couple of weeks, and then I got a cold. So I'm only now coming through all of that, and I can get back to work on "It's a Comedy, Damn It" audio book, uh, which I, I hope will do well. We'll see. But we're talking about controlling the resistance to anti-whiteism today, and so that's a pertinent question uh, about Daniel, and I hope we can get to him. I did see that. He did an interview on Fox Business, I think, and they pulled the video down. Now, what would the reason be that they would pull the video down? Did he say anything about uh, jaywalkers? Did he say anything about... No, he talked about white people being victimized. And Fox, anti-white entity that it is, does not want to give voice to it. Most content creators out there, Tucker Carlson and the rest, they don't want to give voice to the victimization of white people because of the power. They don't know this, but because of the power that lies therein. It's not the hatred of the other, the slander of the other. It's the love of our own. And uh, so they, they yanked it. And uh, now, of course, Daniel, as I'm sure, thinking, what the hell? Why have me on if you're just going to yank it? Well, of course it was what you said. But uh, whether or not he will admit it and uh, whether or not he will get beyond the Fuentes following and decide to to speak to me uh, and therefore us, I guess that's up in the air to see. Let's hope it works out. And I hope he does well I hope he has a glorious life and does wonderful. Achieves all his goals, he's a young man and I want him to reach the zenith for which he strives. Tiffany is here, hello sister. Azamuth Clark, a heroic champion if there ever was one. Misty, hello, sister. How are you? Lady Anglo as well. Hello, sister, and welcome to you. Marluxia. Hello and welcome. Great to see you. Uh, Jay Putska asks, is Fuentes controlled opposition? No. I mean, I, I can't know for sure, of course, but my guess is no. Now, does that mean that he is not fall, fallen into a trap that is, is slain, a beautiful, perfect trap, from our point of view, an awful trap. Uh, does that mean that he has not fallen into this trap? No. Does that mean that he can't be pressed into service? No. Does that mean that uh, he is not currently or could be in the future controlled by way of what I am arguing and have been for a couple of years now? the new form of control over resistance to anti-whiteism, to the anti-white regime, which is control of the audience, which takes no more than an energetic segment of the audience. Audience members who can say, for example, say a content creator wants to talk to, uh, let's just pick somebody in the news now, Charlie Kirk. Well, if a content creator wants to talk to Charlie Kirk and they're just somebody out there in the hinterland they want Charlie Kirk to uh, respond to them. They want to uh, maybe have a conversation maybe an interview or something like this. They have to reach out the way everyone else has to reach out and uh, there'll be no response. But when you have money and uh, paid activists and uh, people with clout and et cetera behind the scenes, they can always get in touch. They can find out where people are. They know who to contact and how to get through the normal bulwarks, the normal walls or challenges that are either intended or unintended or both in communication with a content creator, and they get through. And the more often that they're able to do that, the more often they're able to get through with people in the news, get through to them and have a conversation, even a fleeting one or whatever, the more that inspires their audience to believe that this is like a a touched, uh, a, well, maybe touched is not right because, of course, in the South, maybe elsewhere means a little crazy, but uh, this is the chosen one. he's He or she is able to just uh, think, oh, I'd like to speak with politician X, and then suddenly there's a conversation there. So this content creator must be important when in reality, what's happening is audience members who are in the service of anti-whitism and anti-whites are there to facilitate these connections, to elevate a content creator, to drive his or her content the direction they would like to see it driven, which of course is in the direction of something that is insidious, detrimental, noxious to resistance against anti-whiteism. That is where the power is today. And I will tell you this, it is a, a force to be reckoned with because you're not going to be able to easily dissect a person's audience and find out the actors. They can very easily anom- anonymously move through a number of uh, different personas online and be a number of different individuals. And these are, can be employed people either by the state, this one or others, independent uh, anti-white entities all the way down to just anti white say at a university who have decided in their cult or whatever it is at the university that they are going to do this over the four, six, eight years that they occupy, they sit in some fetid nonsense of anti-whiteism, that this is what they're gonna do for a hobby. This is what they're gonna do for fun. Nonetheless, they know at all of these levels, what undermines resistance to anti-whiteism and to various degrees. You're going to see some that are much more strategically astute and know exactly what to insert to undermine the effort. So there'll be financial rewards as a consequence. The more people you bring in, well, for example, you're talking about Fuentes, for example, who, and I will reiterate, I do not believe is controlled opposition in the sense that he's sitting down with agents of some type and they're saying, do this. And he's saying, aye, aye, I, I will. If there's any control there, it's by way of the audience. So let's see. Rumble shuts him down during a speech where he calls for uh, war, holy war against Jewish people. And he says that they will all die because he and his followers are willing to die. I know he later said that it was an ungenerous thing to interpret it Literally, but it's a literal sentence. Uh, So. Whatever. Suddenly, though, rumble comes under pressure. Rumble comes under pressure. Now, how does this happen? Salty Cracker, for example, has a much larger, much, much larger fanatical audience. Uh, And so many others you can name. You could drop their names right now. Have much, much larger audiences. Fanatical as well. And, and you don't see a platform, in this case, Rumble, suddenly capitulating and reaching out and apologizing for, uh, for taking the stream down. And then Fuentes in a position to say, don't piss us off again or we'll come after you again. So there's something more there. This is an anomaly. Uh, that that is worth looking at. I'm not saying it's 100% one way or another, but it is an anomaly that is worth looking at, especially when you see at his conferences, his followers. uh, The people that show up are not the kind of power-wielding, bright individuals that would be useful or even necessary to make contacts that are otherwise not possible and to intimidate platforms and etc. So even to drive ratioing other comments and things like this. This is the new form of control that it's worth keeping a very close eye on. And the best way I think to I'd be able to identify it is what's the outcome? Does the outcome actually benefit resistance against anti-whiteism or does it harm? Now, as you will see, as we will talk about very shortly here, people naturally fall into this trap that is laid for them by the anti-whites so that they end up effectuating in their lives a resistance to anti-whiteism that is actually beneficial to the anti-whites, detrimental to their lives, detrimental to Westman All across the West. So, very often, you will see these endeavors that are purely organic, purely a consequence of the milieu, of the zeitgeist, of anti white narrative in which these people were born and make their decisions. The dividing line there that is a curious one is that you can have a community even a large community of these people, and they are powerless. They don't frighten platforms. They don't, they, they do, they can accomplish nothing. When suddenly you see, I mean, you can read these stories, as I have over the years, about <clears throat> like the, the FBI, the CIA, when they get involved, suddenly wheels turn. There is capitulation from places that you would never see capitulation because they don't have to. Suddenly money shows up. So things just begin to happen that are otherwise absent. So something to keep an eye on. And we're going to be talking about, we're going to be talking about that specifically what they do, what they are doing now and what so many are doing. Which is J. Sperging. and I got a website and a and a guy to talk to you about tonight, that uh, is one of a countless endeavors to reclaim Western civilization, supposedly, ostensibly, by saying endless negative things about Jews. And you'll see this path is so well-worn and so useless, so detrimental. But you'll see at the same time how perfect the trap is for those who want to resist anti-whiteism. And they head down this trail. It can be a lifelong trap for people, ruining every aspect of their lives. I've witnessed it. Many others have as well. Everybody knows. And even Fuentes himself spoke, we we had the uh, the clip, and uh, I read specifically to you what he said from the clip, where he said, exactly the truth, Ye's law, you get destroyed, everything goes bad. So, Thomas, here, great to see you. Is that as the J. Sperger's would tell you, some sort of defense, some sort of protection of Jewish people. These people that clearly don't need protection, certainly not from somebody who has no power and no wealth and a a very active, powerful, uh, but yet small audience. Do they need protection from me? Of course not. Why would we talk about this? Because Jaysburging is immoral, and because it is infinitely detrimental to the lives of those who do it, and to the cause of white well-being and the recapture of our destiny. That's why we talk about it. That's why we mention it. But this specifically, I wanted to come to, because I think it's going to be a real eye opener as we chat this evening. You may also financially gift over the course of the evening at Cash App there you can financially gift in cash and cryptocurrency you can find the links for these different methods of financially contributing down in the description below so please check it out if you're so interested otherwise be sure to tag me as no white guilt with any reasonable questions comments or concerns and i will speak to them because what we're supposed to do here is learn what we're supposed to do here is something different from what has been done all along, just generation after generation. And once you get some years in anything, maybe it's your career, maybe you are a geologist and the first couple of years, the first 10 years maybe even at your profession, you see that uh, you, you're you impassioned by certain ideas about how to go about the business, how to go about the work, being a geologist. And very it serves very the science serves various trades and businesses. But then over time, you see the pitfalls that you fell in and you see others fall into. And generation after generation just falling into this trap, generation after generation. The same sort of thinking, the same sort of insolent, effronterous disrespectful comments for those and about those who try to warn about doing things like being the antagonist within your victimizer's story. Let me take a quick look here. Nat Quinn is here. Hello, sister, and welcome. Coconut, great to see you, sister. Gentile gentleman is here. Wonderful to see you. All right. So you see a great example of a, a Jaceberg, high-speed drifter is here. Great to see you, brother. That's already shown up. And it's this claim that if you base, totally baseless claim that if you don't want to, to also descend into this immoral trap that you are working for these specific little group of victimizers. It's, it's, it is so tiresome. It is so nonsensical. And this is what they do because they have no argument so let's get into it. I want to read a little bit about uh, being the antagonist in the anti-white narrative and how it ends up happening. I'm going to try to keep I'm going to try to keep this sort of tight, so that you can refer to this role in and uh, make use of it as you encounter such people in the future, and maybe even as you feel this this inclination inside of yourself. There are going to be people. Even within our community, who try to lure you away to a different endeavors and different ideas with appeals to these poisons that you have grown up with, that you were born into. And it's going to be seductive because of that. You need to know how to imme- see and immediately reject. And if you're new, then this is a place where you can finally get healed. How many more generations am I going to be? Am I going to be sitting on a microphone at 70 years of age, watching so many more generations fall into the trap of being the antagonist in the anti-white narrative and just refusing to see that you cannot defeat your victimizer by playing the role that they have set for you to resist them? I've heard of the website you mentioned, says Owning Anti-Y Goblins. A lot of ant-nats were very happy about it reappearing. I don't know if it's still up. Jody is here. Hello, sister, and welcome. All right. Very good. John is asking, can you explain, hello, Ash, and hello, Pro, the immoral thing? Condemning an entire group of people is immoral. Now, after that, it's also hypocritical because we don't want to be condemned for the real or imagined crimes of other white people at some point in time, now or in the past or in the distant past or antediluvian past. So it is immoral to condemn an entire group of people because they're not all going to be anti-white. And then it is hypocritical to condemn an entire group of people because we do not want to be condemned on the basis of our birth, for the crimes real and imagined committed by other Westmen throughout time. That's the immoral thing. Why is that relevant? Well, it's relevant because your audience, the people we need to bring over to white well being, they have a basic biospiritual set of tenets that feels normal to them. It is from that that we develop what we call morality, what we call ethics. If you run in contradiction to those that basic sentiment of what is right and wrong, they are already inclined to reject you. Then you add on top of that, this audience that we need to reach of Westman and their scores of millions, you run into something else that they hate, which is hypocrisy. If you look at the conservative movement, conservative content creators, make their livelihoods, they drive their Jaguars and take their vacations with the money they get from pointing out the hypocrisy. Of course, there is no actual hypocrisy when it comes to anti-whites, but superficially there can be in many cases. So they make their living off of going to white people in our millions and saying, look at the hypocrisy. And white people come forward and they say, I'm disgusted with it and I will give you money to keep talking about it. So you will have two big shots against you if you go to the white public and you say the problem is this entire other group of people, all of them. That's the problem. And will be better if they're just gone. Well, objectively, on top of that, aside from now, we talked about the audience and how they receive the message. Objectively, it's simply wrong. Not all of any group is anti-white. Furthermore, you can even take this specific group and you can point out the, a percentage of them and how they successfully work for their individual well-being by way of their group's well-being, something that is admirable, something that we wish we were able to do. And you can, in theory and even in history, have an environment where anti-whiteism, in our case, is impermissible, morally impermissible. Service to their individual well-being by way of their group well-being would look very different in an environment where the white population objected to, fanatically so, because it would be considered a supreme immorality, anti-whitism. It would never, it would never be able to go. In fact, their service, and that's a percentage of an ethnic group, their service to their individual well-being by way of their group well-being, would indeed serve white well-being, because in that environment, That would be the best way to make sure that they are celebrated, that they are wealthy, that they are. Do you follow me? Are you bright enough to follow this, folks? Most people won't be. I'm afraid that's just what the outcomes have shown us. So we have the immorality of it. That impression, how it lands on the audience, the people we need to persuade, the people we need to convince to stand up against anti-whiteism, we have the hypocrisy of it, and we have the objective reality that it simply is not true. Now, you all can, people could sit around all day long and contemplate whether or not uh, objectively... It is true or false or somewhere in the middle, but the bottom line is that any honest person, intellectually honest person would have to admit to, and there are few and and far between type people. The bottom line is that if you had a country of white people that felt that anti-whiteism was a supreme immorality, you would not have anyone From another group attempting to inflict injury on the white population. It's a preposterous notion. So, why don't we go ahead and we'll get into Pants is here. Great to see you. We'll get into the book Go Free a guide to aligning with the archetype of Western kind. Do you want to be a better you? Do you want to be a more a healthier you? Do you want to be a more physically fit you? Do you want to be a more spiritual you? All of that is within within you. It is latent, but it is inaccessible because of what we refer to what we refer to as anti white or mean pathogens, anti-white ideas that cripple your thinking about yourself, your potentials, our people, their potentials, their inclinations or proclivities. If you take an Asian child and you teach them all of the awful things, that some Asian people have done throughout history, and you brand them with that identity, they're not gonna be in the top performing students in class. They're going to hate themselves as white people hate ourselves. They're going to want to, oh, I don't know, Asian flight away from their identity into everything under the sun. If you want to be a better you, you can do that by treating the meme pathogens with which you are infected that cause what what we call white noir. And I want you to get started. I'm going to talk today about being the antagonist. What is the antagonist in a story, in a movie, in a book? in a play. What is the antagonist? It's the bad guy. It's the force that the filmmaker, the author, etc., has conjured into being, given sufficient strength, intelligence, power, that defeating the antagonist is worthwhile and is even, in many cases, orgasmic. That's an important thing to keep in mind when it comes to understanding the anti-white narrative and the antagonist, the different antagonist roles that they provide the population to play within their narrative, which ensures their victory and your defeat. The antagonist, he plays the villain in the anti-white narrative. I'm now reading from page 89. In Go Free, second edition, iteration two. The antagonist derives, and third edition is under construction. Much, much larger book. The antagonist derives his name from the assortment of villains, antagonists, presented by the anti white narrative, entertainment, historical edutainment, and much more. I understand that Hake is in the live chat, if that's correct. A big Promethean salute to you. Good brother, I hope you're doing well. Uh, Eke the dolphin is here, hello. Oh, there's the great Fournull is with us. Wonderful to see you, brother. These fictional and fictionalized characters are portrayed as representing the worst qualities of humanity and then infused with some measure of concern for, or fixation on the white race. They are adorned with demonized symbols, or their symbols are malevolently redefined, given vile speech, or their speech maliciously misrepresented, and animated with the destructive behaviors, or animated with destructive behaviors, or deceitfully blamed. When a white man, woman, or child decides to give his or her life in selfless sacrifice to the well-being of our people. That is a pristine moment of purest love, courage, and nobility. However, such heroes are trapped within the anti-white narrative, which they believe is reality, where their choices for white positive thought and action are limited to imitations of the antagonist characters within the anti-white narrative narrative. Now, most people don't say to themselves, they don't look out at the world and say, I want to help to save the white race, or I want to help to save Western civilization. The reason for that is that most white people are selfish individuals, selfishly individualistic. This is an ailment. It is potentially a biological inclination of Western kind, but it's also something that has been pushed through the anti-white narrative. It is the ultimate divide and conquer to teach the subjugated people that they need to think of themselves and act as selfish individuals. You're talking about not dividing by 2 or 5 or 10, but by the total number of the population so that even groups or amalgamations accretions of these people are still selfish individuals which are ready at any moment to be shattered into those individual pieces. Just like you can have in politics Two or more parties that come together to control a, a government and how easy it is, you can see, to break up those alliances, yeah, you can do the same thing with any grouping of selfish, individualistic people. Imagine that. Imagine the power of that to the victimizer. It's truly remarkable. They really have it locked down with far more IQ than has resisted them until now. Most people, when they look out at the world and they are unhappy, it's for selfish individualistic reasons. Some of us will say, my God, look at my people. My God, look what's become of my country. We are rarer. Most people look out and they say, my life is harder because of X. My life is going, getting a job is going to be harder because the border is open and people coming in do the job that I perform. That's going to look, their objection then to immigration, legal and illegal, is going on its surface to look very similar to the objection of someone who says, these people crossing the border have a different bio spirit, and that's going to change the texture of my country. You see how both objection to legal and illegal immigration superficially look the same, but they're not the same at all. Here's what happens then for both, however. Disgusted by anti-whites playing the victim, the antagonist doubles down when playing the villain. Personal historical research and other factors often result in deep loyalties to forms, thoughts and expressions of concern for our people that have been irredeemably demonized. Such people should not cast what they believe to be their pearls before the swine of the public. Swine here referring to uh, the, the limited and controlled interpretation by the population. Rather, if they believe they have discovered hidden or slandered truths, they must place these venerated thoughts and things in private, honored places and reconnect with the original pristine moment of love, courage and nobility by going free and serving white well-being. So they look out into the world and they say, what does it look like to resist anti-whiteism? They won't literally say that sentence, of course. But ultimately, it's a sentence that they ask themselves. Where is the resistance? What does the resistance look like? and then they imitate those forms. There's a big problem. That resistance and the interpretation of those who populate the resistance in various forms has already been given to the population. The population is impregnated with it. And there's a spectrum of ideas associated with it that the individual resistors probably don't agree with. So what are some of the ways that people decide that they are going to push back within the anti-white narrative and play the villain? Well, you have the Klansmen. At some point in history, Nathan Bedford Forrest decided he was going to create this, this a body of uh, guerrilla fighters after the failed effort for independence by the southern states. At that time, it wasn't a character in the anti-white narrative. Now, of course, it is. It doesn't matter what uh, individuals and, of course, how many actual Klansmen are there anymore that don't hold an FBI badge or a badge of some other country's secret service of some type. But you can imagine somebody deciding they're going to get involved with the Klan to push back against this force, these ideas that are destroying Western civilization. Who doesn't agree with the vast majority of ideas that have been communicated to the public that everyone in the Klan believes, right? These are monsters. These are people who want to harm the innocent. They are low IQ'd. They're ugly. They're vicious. They're unreasoning. They're criminals. You have what's much more popular, of course, the militiamen. Militiamen are villains. The villain role of the militiamen is far more often... And it comes in various types, the militiamen. They're far more populated by people who are robustly, selfishly individualistic. They use forms, they use the Betsy Ross flag, they use, et cetera. They have been demonized. The population, all the way back into the 80s, the population of the United States was willing to look away as the federal government or local government murdered these people, jailed them illegally, etc. If any of that ever happened, look into it for yourself. I'm sure CNN will tell you differently. So already at that point, people were willing to sit by and allow the government the anti-white oligarchy, to do whatever it wanted to these people. How could the population be allow, be in such a situation that they would just fold their arms and not care? Two main reasons are that they've been told that militiamen are monsters. They want to kill whole groups of people. They want to rape babies. They want to oppress women. They went to on and on. And, number two population is composed of selfishly individualistic people. They'll say to themselves, what will happen to me? If I object to this, there's no unity to bring them together. It's just all about one's own ass. Then we have another popular form are those people who look into history and they go hunting through cemeteries. They go hunting through antique stores, black and white footage. Because they look back, they've been told, and I've I've talked to many, many, many of these people, and the vast majority of them have next to no knowledge of these earlier periods, the NSDAP, etc. Very limited to no knowledge. What they know is that what the anti-white narrative has told them. It was this evil force. It had power, and these people have no power. And so it satisfies that hunger for some sort of strength in an age where they're denied. If you're a white male, you have no power. You have no standing. And so it's seductive to look back and go hunting through these cemeteries for salvation, go hunting into antique stores. And so what ends up happening in these cases is that people conclude the, the in erroneous conclusion that if you can imitate these ghosts and that the better you imitate them, the more likely you will be to push back against all that they object to in the world. What ends up happening invariably though, is they don't get any power. They adopt more and more of the ideas that the anti-white narrative has given them about these different entities, what they hate, what they think, what they believe. And if you've ever communicated, as I have over the years, trying to bring some intelligence to such people, If you've ever communicated with them you will actually hear them say reiterate political positions of these entities back in the time that those political entities existed so a political slogan imagine taking a political slogan from say ronald reagan or bill clinton and deciding that that was going to be a principle upon which you were going to uh, establish a people. Preposterous. But they don't know any better. This is all they understand about how to resist. Intimately connected to that, but goes beyond this this, uh, LARPing of different periods in history, is what is commonly referred to as J. Spurging. That is this very seductive and especially seductive to selfishly individualistic people because it serves a wonderful crutch for them. You didn't achieve because of this group. You can name them. You didn't uh, try hard enough because of this group. You didn't go far enough because of this group. A crutch is a insidious thing. So over the years, and and this is also, I should just say, very seductive because of this ethnic group, we can just, for the course of the conversation, call it that, there's a percentage of them that, as I stated earlier, 15 minutes ago or so, serves their individual well-being by way of their group's well-being. And as a consequence, they do very, very well in a society of selfishly individualistic people. The blame, if anything, is with the selfish individualism, is with the people who capitulate for their own enrichment for their own empowerment the number of white people that have sold out america sold out disney sold out canada sold out whatever company you want you want to name is feels innumerable yet you want to blame a percentage of this other group who act in a way that is probably or demonstrably the most moral and effective way for people to operate in all of recorded history on, on the entire planet, all of recorded history. Nothing can come of bellyaching about their successes. You end up being nothing more than a shadow that follows them throughout the day and throughout time. And so you end up with all of these efforts across Western civilization to tell the public about the thing that makes your life in your mind difficult. Because you erroneously conclude that if they just know what you know about said group, that they'll hate them as much as you do, that they will be as jealous of them as you are. These are hard things for people, white sympathetic People to stomach. And that's why so many people just turn away from the reality of it. This is no defense of them. They don't need my defense. Uh, The percentage of them that work together have no problem wiping away billionaires. No problem. So they don't need me. And I'm not thinking about their well being, I'm thinking about ours. They don't need me thinking about their well-being. They're doing great. So over the years, as you all know, I've been here for about three decades in service to white well-being, and I was wise enough, made the right decision serendipitously to submit myself and then to evaluate, submit myself to the elders, the seniors, the people who had been in service to white well-being, or white sympathy at least, for their whole lives and, and their experiences, to submit myself to their wisdom and then evaluate what they had to say. And I discovered what you all probably know, that there have been copious endeavors to Jaysburg like nothing else in the world. This is the perfect trap for white sympathy. There will never be an end to our victimization. There will never be a recapture of our destiny if bellyaching about Jewish people continues to be the most profitable thing to do, both economic or economically, sexually, the by way of aggrandizement, etc. There will never be a reclamation. This has to be seen for the insidious trap that it is. It doesn't take anything away from any evil or crimes committed by anti-whites of that group. But it does acknowledge that this endeavor of jaysperging is nothing but a death trap for Western kind and for every individual who gets involved. Now I was told you I was having a conversation with Rapunzel and I was lamenting about the fact that so many people and and we see this right now with fuentes and his community uh, obviously as well as others but he's he's now uh, because of his his skills at self-promotion and because of this cabal if you will in his audience that are able to always get him in touch with everyone where other content creators are unable to do so. Able to pressure entities, where content other content creators, even with much bigger audiences, are unable to do so. This taking on board of this endless jaysburging, and so much so that in that conference that he had, he declared a holy war and that they would all die because he and his followers are willing to die. And again, I note that he said he didn't mean that literally. So I was talking to her about how there have been endeavors much bigger, jaysperging endeavors, to Western countries that were much whiter to Western countries that were far less anti-white. That were far more likely, if there was ever going to be a time that people would respond to something like this, far more likely to respond to it and to act in a way that these Jaysburgs would like them to behave and to act. And as I was talking, I said, for God's sakes, There was a website and a man that had a like library of Congress level amount of jaysperging on it. More jaysperging than you could find anywhere else on planet Earth. The man was called Frank Weltner. He was a radio host in St. Louis, I think. He was a member of the National Alliance. He was very tech savvy. He had a great radio voice. And just to to be clear as well, to be fair to everybody, he claimed that he claimed, that's not what he did, but maybe we'll mention why that is he claimed that his concern was for white people and he he would go the what i th- what i thought was the an objectionable route of talking about white genetics and breeding and this sort of stuff talking about it, our people as though we are outside of our people like our people are just like an ant colony or some sort of like beehive. And we're, we're talking about their breeding and uh, their, their genetic percentages in the population and all of this sort of removed. Uh, so this is a, a sickness of the West. It served us well in developing the scientific method and understanding the world. But this, this objective rather than subjective and the actual words that are used uh, were undermining. So he said that he was concerned about white people, not about uh, bad mouthing or harming non-white people. And perhaps that was true. I didn't know Frank, perhaps that was true for him. But he also clearly fell prey to this perfect trap. It was very easy because there's a population out there that has also fallen into the trap. And they wanted more and more of the heroin. They wanted more and more of the drug. There has to be something worse about these people. There has to be more crimes that I can list. There has to be something so egregious that when I tell everybody and at the community picnic or barbecue that they'll all just hate them, and then everything will get better for me as a selfish, individualistic person. Frank created this Library of Congress-sized website, and I have no doubt, I don't know of any specific cases, if it's not happening now, it will happen in the future, more people will come to the conclusion that if there's just more information, if there's just more conversation, if there's just a source, if there just is a website that everybody can access to show of all of the heinous crimes throughout time, real and imagined, That everything will change. It's already been done. And it was done when the internet was free, when there was no censorship, my friends, back in the late nineties is when Frank got started by the early two thousands on Google, my friends on Google. If you typed into the search bar Jew, Jewish, anything like that, the number one search engine, Google search engine response for years was Frank Weltner's site Jew Watch. The number one result. The number one. Let that sink in. It was at the very top of the first page for years. And then when it wasn't at the top, it was on the first page. Do you know how much companies pay Amazon, they pay Google, et cetera, to be on the first page because of the difference between first page clicks, second, third page, fourth page clicks? Do you know how much they'll pay for that? Frank Welner was number one when the internet was free. You know, 2016 was censorship had begun prior to 2016, but then at 2016, it was in full 100% swing. And they were cutting people down everywhere you looked, cutting whole platforms down. It's been a long time since the censorship began. Since the 100% absolute control of all platforms, of all search engines, of all algorithms. A long time. This was when everyone on planet Earth could get on the internet and search Google. Anything you searched about Jewish people, Frank Weltner's Jew Watch came up first. Are you going to be able to do better than that? Not only that, but when these powerful Jewish groups began complaining to Google, Google defended itself. You're not even going to believe what Google said. These are the results of the algorithms. There is nothing we can do about it. If that's what people want, we set up this FAIR algorithm. It has to deal with links. It has to, and Frank Weltner had figured it all out. It has to deal with how many links, how many connections, how many other sites that are linked to those kind of sites and how high-ranked they are based on their links. Weltner had figured it all out in his living room. And Google actually said nothing can be done because the internet is free, this is the algorithm as we've written it to be free, and this is what people want. Imagine. Let's take a look. Reading from Wikipedia, Jew Watch was an anti-Semitic website promoting Holocaust denial and negative claims about Jews. The claims included allegations of a conspiracy that Jews control the media and banking. I want to reiterate, number one result on Google for years. And countries that were less anti-white than they are today and more white The claims included allegations of a conspiracy that Jews controlled the media and banking, as well as accusations of Jewish involvement in terrorist groups. The site contained propaganda, according uh, to some anti-white, similar to the use in, uh, to, to that used in Nazi Germany. It was widely considered a hate site. Jew Watch received support from Stormfront, Ston Black, a white nationalist and neo-Nazi site, The site described itself as a not-for-profit library for private study, scholarship, or research that keeps a close watch on Jewish communities and organizations worldwide. The site received media attention in April 2004 when it emerged as the first result in a Google search for the word Jew, and a petition was started to get the site removed from Google search results. A scandal in 2006 involved solicitations for donations to aid victims of Hurricane Katrina being redirected to Jew Watch. Ownership in '98, The website was owned and maintained by Frank Weltner, a member of the National Alliance, a white nationalist and white separatist organization. Jew Watch featured articles, videos, and links organized in the form of a web Directory. I don't know what kind of knowledge that Frank had of uh, organizing the different uh, the different ideas, sort of in the same way that libraries do. But he was obviously very skilled at that as well. For those who were around in service to uh, white sympathies back then, and remember uh, perusing this site. There was audio, there was video, there was lengthy, lengthy readings, claims of all kind. Links organized in the form of a web directory. Content was organized under topic headings such as Jewish controlled press, Jewish banking and financial manipulations, Jewish communist rulers and killers, and Zionist occupied governments. How old was Nick Fuentes in 1998? I mean, I know that his followers now believe, and because he says that he's, this is all new. It's all new coming from him. First time. This is revolutionary information. Revolutionary. It's going to change everything. There's nothing new about it. There's nothing revolutionary about it. It is a trap to bellyache about this group of people. It is nothing but a trap. You walk, I, I I likened this in the conversation. It's like coming to this, this vault that everybody's telling you, this has all the secret information. It will set you free. It will just, it is going to blow your mind. It will change everything. And you go in and you go all the way to the end of the vault and you come back. And if you're me, you're shaking your head, thinking this is immoral. It's hypocritical for all the things I was talking about earlier. And you see new people coming in right at the front of the vault and you say, look, there's no use going through this. This is a trap. And they turn to you with the most effronterous, ugly faces. And they say, you have nothing of value to say. You are one of them. Or you are serving them. That's what you get. Watch claimed that Jews control the world's financial systems and media. Also claimed that the all anti-Christian Jewish red commissars killed 100 million Christians in Russia from 1917 to 1945 under the orders of Trotsky, the Jewish commissar of commissars. It said that global Jewry is the driving force behind both global capitalism and communism. The site linked, do, do these things sound like the revolutionary things? That wanna be political parties and that Nick Fuentes or Kanye West—does th- these sound familiar? Oh yeah, these things were being said before you were born. There's nothing new, folks. There's nothing new here. It's been done, and it's been done on a much, much bigger scale than is, is ever possible ever again. It said that global Jewry is the driving force behind capitalism, communism, site linked to others, which speculate that Jews have committed or are planning genocide against Palestinian people. Of course, also genocide against white people. Does that sound like a new revolution? How many of you, pro- don't raise your hand, don't say, yeah, me. But how many of you? Before going free and uh, getting in tune with our bio spirit and the actual love, hope, and redemption that motivates us, that welcomes everybody of all backgrounds, including this their background, to help us oppose anti-whiteism. How many of you heard these things? And to you, because you were hearing it for the first time, you were at the beginning of this vault, this actual prison. You think about a vault. It can contain wonderful riches but it is no different from a prison think about that for a minute and you thought to yourself they're behind genocide it was brand new for you it was a revolutionary it's going to change everything if you just go tell all your family members if you just go tell your colleagues your co-workers if you just go tell your girlfriend or wife or husband right that's how it hit you it was a trap The site also promoted Holocaust denial, maintaining that the Holocaust either never happened or was greatly exaggerated. What is the trap set for you when you read about all of that ad ad nauseum, ad nauseum, and you go to these historical revisionists and you read and listen to them ad nauseum, what's the trap that's set for you? The whole population that you need and you want to persuade or convince thinks a great many awful things about those who want to say anything at variance. And is that how you want to be received? Irrespective of what happened then. Maybe it's exactly as they say. Maybe it's worse. Maybe it's not as bad. I don't know and I don't care. I'm asking you. Do you want to be received as someone who wants to exterminate a people? Because that's how you are received. Many news sources, web blogs, and general information sites linked to Jew Watch creating a Google bomb. That led to the site being the first search result for the term Jew. In May 2004, Stephen Weinstock, some other anti-white I'm sure, launched an online petition on RemoveJewWatch.com to remove JewWatch from Google. By mid-2004, the site had collected over 120 5,000 signatures. How many would it collect today, do you think? Seriously, if they collected 125,000 then, how many would it collect today? Would it have to? It wouldn't have to, would it? Because they could just pinch the site off or they would leave it open so that they could look at everyone's IP address who comes through to track them down. Not only that, not only looking at your IP address, but looking at your behavior, looking at what you do on your IP, even if you're using an IP, say in Turkey, and then looking at your behavior and then using artificial intelligence to find you by way of the identical behavior on your regular IP address. In response to complaints, including one from the Anti-Defamation League, the ADL, Google added an explanation to searches for the site. Can you imagine this, an explanation? What would they do today? Well, first of all, the algorithm is set up so that on Google today, you type in happy white couple, and what you end up getting are hundreds of pictures of white women with non-white men and non-white children. My opinion, of course, uh, check it out for yourself to make sure that i'm correct maybe i'm wrong so could you imagine instead of just taking it changing the algorithm back then they added a note <laughs> it's ama- it just amazes me that this keeps being received as some sort of like brand new revelations the vault is there. Everything will be different now. Fuentes becomes famous or infamous and a millionaire. And, uh, and, and what's he do with the fame and the money or the infamy and the money? It's to bring more people into this trap. They said their results are automatically ranked by computer algorithms and that they do not approve of the results. Really try to understand how free we were back then. Really try to appreciate that. And what were the results of all of that freedom to speak to everyone with more information, of Jews spurging, bellyaching about these people, the, the totality of them, not just anti-white Jewish people, but innocent Jewish people as well. What were the results? What does America, Canada, UK, and the rest of the West, what does it look like today? If it was going to work, it was up in 98. Wouldn't things be a lot better? Is it new? Or is it time-worn? Is it shop-worn? Is it threadbare? Is it anachronistic? Ultimately, it's superannuated. It's not useful. Google actually saying (laughs) to people who stroll... And I remember when that went up on Google... I remember when when Google said, hey, we don't approve of these results, but the algorithm is the algorithm. In December. OSCEs uh, addressed the issue of freedom of speech. And I'll put the this is just Wikipedia and you can look it up on your own. But I mean, I could I could put the link. In the uh, description. When it transpired that the anti Semitic website Jew Watch ranked highest in the search engine Google results for the search term Jew, a remove Jew Watch campaign was established to demand that Google remove the offending website from its listings. Fortunately, the principle of free speech, Google did not, fortunately for the principle of free speech, Google did not capitulate to this particular demand for the principle of free speech. If it didn't work then, when the principle of free speech governed what Google did, is it going to work now? You don't have to be working for them or one of them to dissuade people from life-ruining yay's law naming them ruins you thought and behavior forced to act on its own initiative remove jew watch successfully used google bombing better still would have been either a proper contest of ideas between jew watch and remove jew watch or Alternatively, a decision that you watch was beneath contempt and should simply be ignored. Not every crank and extremist warrants attention, even if they do occasionally manage to spoof search engine rankings. This should, this should be like drop jaw shocking to you. It really should. If it's not, you're not getting it. Because what are the claims that want to be parties and that groups and that Fuentes and his community and the others, what are the claims that they say? If, if there's just freedom of speech, he, he just needs to be able to say these awful things about Jewish people. Because then if he can say these awful things, free speech, we have to be allowed free speech. Well, they had free speech. It was available to everyone. And it did nothing. Free speech is gone. It is long gone. So this claim of if he's just allowed to say, and this is a free speech issue, is fatuous. It is hollow. It's like saying, if we controlled all the money, if we controlled the nukes, if we controlled the military, these are the whims and wishes of children. By way of which, firebrands and shysters can make their money and get their whatever it else aggrandizement that they want. In 2013, June 2013, Jew Watch still was still appearing on the first page of Google search results for the term Jew. And I can attest that you typed in almost anything relating to Jews. I even remember uh, typing in, just as an experiment, uh, things like their uh, bat mitzvah and bar mitzvah and Jew watch came up. And how is that, by the way, for the most powerful people in the world? Then we have this stuff about Hurricane Katrina. And whether or not Weltner, I guess they're saying he absolutely did, create, I don't know, create websites saying, hey, send your donations here and uh, to benefit the people after Hurricane Katrina, and then they were redirected to the work that he was doing on Jewwatch and other websites as well. And he created a number of websites, I understand. And so I want to know what y'all think about this. Let me see what y'all are saying. I'm first going to look at the financial gifts to see if there are any, because I will always speak to those first. We do. We have one over here on Cash App. It's the great first last financially gifting five dollars. God bless you, brother. Thank you so very much. If if this has not put the nail in the coffin of Jay Spurging for you, uh, then something's wrong with you. Something is just you're you either you benefit from it as a crutch. And you don't want to give that up because then you have to take responsibility and you have to conclude that that selfishly individualistic white people are the problem that has to be addressed. Uh, Or I guess there's the possibility that you are some anti-white yourself and you like that white people engage in this sort of self destruction or maybe you're a midget wit and you can't put two and two together but what are your thoughts looks like no one is over at entropy oh wait vincent uh was over there in the chat so he wrote test all right so i see that vincent wrote test so it's working for the chat And if if you tried to click on the donation and it came up like you could give a donation, please let me know in the live chat by tagging me. I'll look back. Maybe you already did. But thank you very much for that, brother. Looks like oh, over here on DLive we have. I'm calling the police has returned with two lemons and an ice cream cone. Thank you very much. I'm calling the police for those financial gifts of the cryptocurrency over there at DLive. And it uh, looks like we're blank over on Odyssey. Okay, didn't miss anybody, very good. So I'll look at the YouTube live chat. When we pull this down? And we'll see what y'all are saying. <laughs> For Noel says, can the Jaysburgs just self-identify so I can ban you? <laughs> <laughs> Anon is here. Hello. The Blood Banshee is here. Looks like uh, Blood Banshee says, studies... Uh, Holocaust revisionism, and and I've said this before, Raymond Foster's here. Great to see you. If you are the kind of person who wants to dig into history and find alternative interpretations, alternative findings, and that sort of thing, that's like a hobby for you, then more power to you. Just understand that. Those things are, as far as the reclamation of our destiny, are nothing but detrimental. You have to understand that because if you attempt to use any sort of revisionism, that it's only going to harm you, it's going to harm our cause uh, of recapturing our destiny, uh, etc. It's only going to harm. When it comes to conversation about that period in history, I always say, when am I going to get the gratitude? If I as a white man can be blamed for things I never did, then I as a white man want the gratitude and the thanks for the saving. And if you don't wanna do that, then it demonstrates that you're anti-white. You're not gonna be able to win a conversation with the vagues out there who have a limited understanding of any particular period in history, but have the weight of righteous conviction of knowing that the totality of the population their perception stands with them in that interpretation so in those very rare cases where people are attempting to spread the ideas of historical revisionists in there's very rare cases where somebody expresses interest and they come over it's usually people who already care in some way are white sympathetic And I've talked about this before as well, and they then keep that information to themselves. It's not something that can spread. Why? Because they know what I just told you about everyone who hears the information. So uh, I'm totally cool with people who want to dig into different periods in history and find what they believe to be a more accurate representation or presentation of what took place. That's that's a totally different thing. Just like I'm, I'm uh, okay with people who study like the activities, uh, say, for example, like the religious activities of the different uh, uh, sectarianized anti-white activities of this ethnic group or any other. That's like a legitimate thing to do. Cool Papa J Magic is here and says, shopping at Waco, shopping at, I'm sorry, Winco with no white guilt. Well, God bless you, brother. Everybody should go shopping with no white guilt. Uh, Eke, the Dolphin says, uh, to be fair, the term anti-white would have been laughed at in 98 by most. Yes, it was. I was spreading it. So thank you thank you for like confirming my my lived experience of pushing anti-white and pushing anti-whitism uh, it yes it was laughed at yes, it was ignored uh, it really it came from the two directions the editions said oh it's just terribly like lowbrow you know they haven't given us. These words to use against them, so they just cannot be used, Jason. They just cannot. And then at the other end, it was like, Why would you call them anti-white when they're effing commie and then slur for whatever racial group it is? I'm like, uh, there are lots of reasons, I'll explain them to you. (laughs) But the first place, the first problem is your like view of this and our victimization is completely wrong. You're focused in the wrong place. You need to be activated in love for us. Focus on us, our victimization. But, so thank you actually for confirming that's what it was for me. It was a 100%. Eke the Dolphin, 100% correct. That's what I got. I even had, I just remembered, I was at an event where me, and it was like maybe... 30 guys total and we were uh, we were in the woods and we were at picnic tables and uh, we were we were singing and uh, we were talking about these things and i was talking about go free i was talking about focusing on us and one of the guys as the conversation sort of wound down because so many of them were like could, no arguments made back, by the way. No reason or logic or nothing. Just like sort of like mockery and dismissal. And one guy put his arm around me and said, we still love you. Still love me. <laughs> All right. Let's see what else everybody is saying. Hey, Mestizo's here. Great to see you, brother. Oh, Mestizo, pointing out that in '98 Nick was born. So, all of this, this, this grandiose, this grandiloquent, bombastic. I'm the, I'm the one who's doing this. I'm the one who's bringing this message. I'm the one who's changing the world. It's not been done. It's coming from me. he was born it was done infinitely bigger (laughs) that's he's he's a human being and he's fallen into the trap like everybody else if he decides in the future that holy shit it it is a trap uh, at least a significant portion of his audience the ones who are not motivated by anti-whiteism to run resistance to anti-white, uh, to anti-whitism into the ground, uh, they will just happily go with him wherever he goes. They will happily follow. They're there for the snark. Uh, they're there for his wit. They're there for, uh, the, uh, the flippancy. And so they'll go wherever he wants to go, but who knows? He's lost so much by having gone that direction. It's the sunk cost phallus. He's just gonna, Keep going that direction because that, that can't be wrong. It's like a mother deciding that the child who doesn't want to be the sex that they were born uh, decides to pay and facilitate a change that the child then turns around and says, as the child gets older, I, di- I didn't actually want this. The mother has to live with it. So the mother's going to continue saying that was the right decision. Or She would have to accept that she has irrevocably mutilated or participated in some way in the mutilation uh, of her child. And how could you live with that? I see that Matt is talking about let's see, history, and people needing to know the history. Well, if you've been listening to me, you'll know that the population that are your clients or prospects that you would like to be clients, they have been impregnated with ideas about people who jaysburg. Irrespective of what what you, you might be the most moral person, Otherwise, you might you might even finding insects in your home, decide that they must go outside, they must fulfill their destiny of life. And maybe you're a vegetarian and you're even trying to find a way to not even have to eat plants because they might feel pain. The population is going to see you in a Third Reich uniform and uh, pulling a lever on the execution of masses of men, women, and children. You're not going to be able to get around it. You're not going to be able to educate, re-educate people. This is a, I know that on a very superficial level, it seems like we just got to get people to change their minds about history. I want you to think about how difficult it is to change the mind of a single person about big events in history and now try to extrapolate to millions. People with billions of dollars, people with even more wealth than that, given the time frame that they lived and mighty industrialists were not able to do it. The people, let's put it this way, the people who control the dialogue today the people who, who force anti-white on anti-whiteism on us today, how adept or able are you at re-educating the population today about what's happening today? How good are you at that? How much of a change do you make with that? The most insane things the pop the anti-white oligarchs are able to push on the population today. So much more power do they wield over the past. The people who control the present continually rewrite the past to make it serve their power in the present. So if you can't change what everybody thinks today, then you're absolutely not going to be able to change what they think about yesterday. And you need only you don't even have to you don't even have to listen to me and say well that makes sense that Jason guy's right has it been done it hasn't you can you can look and see that much bigger endeavors when the internet itself was free totally fell on its face accomplished nothing so come on do the math. What is this now? If you're not even going to plan to defend yourself. At least don't shut up about it. I don't know what that means. As long as you are asking questions or expressing... A challenge or whatever it is, respectfully, I'll speak to it. But uh, if you have reduced, and this might not be your particular situation or your argument, but if a person has reduced what can be done for white well-being to uh, some sort of violent self-defense, then you're... I mean, way defeated. There's no hope in hell. There's absolutely no hope in hell. And tough talk just gets you thrown in jail. Tough talk just has CPS come by your house, take your kids away. I see what that is here. He says, Fuentes is imploding. Ethan Ralph is wrecking him. Cozy is pretty much dead. What is this? Is this true? Those who know, yeah, fill me in. What's going on? What the what's happening over there? I I doubt that he's actually going to. You know, there's so many people that are just like absolute there every night for the snark, for the flippancy. And I don't know, I don't I don't see them going away. Okay so it looks like uh Issa is is I guess just is says if you're if you can't imagine physically fighting back just say you can't imagine physically fighting back and either can you you can only if that's where you're going man you're in bad shape and i ask you to abandon that tough talk because you're not going to fight even the local police department. There's never going to come a day. This is a ultimately tough talk as I've discovered over 3 decades is just cowardice because every tough talker that I've ever met has never done anything. They just talk tough. Someday. I know guys, I know guys now who when I got started, started meeting people and going out. I mean, you can listen to the wisdom or not, but I know people, I know men or males that when I sort of going out meeting people participating in meetings and the like that t- that talk tough about the day is gonna come and now they're in senior homes. They're in senior homes or at home being cared for by non-white nurses and physical therapists and the like. So it's just a form of cowardice. That doesn't mean that like, if you're attacked, you won't defend yourself, like physically attacked, you won't defend yourself. Or if your family is getting attacked, you won't defend them. But when it comes to the reclamation of our destiny, the claim that you got to be ready to fight and it's going to be a bloodbath. And I mean, all of that tough talk is just jail time waiting to happen. Kids being taken away, waiting to happen and an excuse to do nothing else. And it might be that you are in a mental state or intellectual state, that that's the only thing that appeals to you. And that's fine, but that's not what appeals to everybody else. So don't show up and say that you have this metric. And if everybody else doesn't want to talk tough about someday you're going to shoot it out that one of the guys is in a wheelchair he doesn't he can't even walk anymore one of the tough talkers that I knew from back in the day is in a wheelchair and and all of these guys are on loads of medicines pharmaceutical medicines to stop this pain to keep the liver working to keep all these different things they're going to shoot it out all right. They're terrified that there'll be a hiccup in the drugs that are available. All right, so we got somebody called Hi writing about the Bible, talking about uh, some sort of uh, spiritual... I guess saying that it's it's spiritually, a uh, spiritually real, or something. That there's this conflict. Let us go back to what I I started with today. Whether that's true or not. Go back to what I started with. If we had a country where the white population did not permit anti-whiteism, then I guess maybe from this perspective, the spiritual battle would have been won, because nobody could be anti-white, including that group. In fact, as I said, they would be white positive. To enrich themselves, they would be white, positive to empower themselves, because that's what would work. That's how the individual, by way, uh, would attain their individual well-being by way of the group well-being. They wouldn't last long. Nobody would last long. Uh, some bizarre anomaly within our people that decided they were going to suddenly be anti-white in that environment. They wouldn't last long. Nobody would last long. Being anti white in that environment. So I've heard uh, the, I've seen, I've seen speeches in person, people talking about this and citing the Bible and citing other books about uh, religious and spiritual conflict. Well, how does that land on your prospects, the white millions out there? You need to like calmly scrutinize the steps we take to end our victimization. you cannot we cannot continue to pursue paths that are injurious for us as individuals and as a people. It doesn't ha- no matter how wedded you are to a particular idea or strategy or whatever and ultimately if you are focused in negativity on another group of people and let me just point out too irrespective of how much anti-whiteism there is coming out of it if you are focused in negativity on another group of people you're never going to be able to be gloriously righteous and in our own story and putting an end to our victimization, whether it's the majority of this group or that group or the minority of this group or that group and or people of our own community. This this is just a, a, a fact of human nature. It's a fact of our people that is so sickeningly lost on Westman today because of how sick we are with the anti-white poisoning. So I ask you to consider that. I've seen the the patent um, quoted probably a thousand times. Doesn't help. It doesn't put an end to our victimization. You can quote Patton. You could quote Ford. You could quote all of these different people. It doesn't help to put an end to our victimization. Frank Weltner's site had all of that on it. All of it and more than you will ever know. And it doesn't help. The Owl House villain is an example of the intolerant zealot with a hero complex. Well, precisely that cartoon from Disney. All right. Scrolling through, I'll have another look to make sure I don't miss anybody financially gifting and see if there's anybody in the live chat that I might have missed. Bryce is here, hello to you. The great first last says here, There are three traps set up by law enforcement. The honey trap, the money trap, and the gunny trap. The last is for tough talkers. Yeah, well put. Always these contributions by first last. Amazing. For as much as he financially gifts, it comes nowhere close to uh, these sorts of contributions. To white well-being. Looks like Irish Nick is here. Great to see you, brother. So is Pace. Hello and welcome. All right. Oh, Fresnel's going to bed. Good night, champion. A big salute to you. Thank you for your great service to white well-being. A true hero. Uh, Loyal. A loyal man of the West. Hmm. For Noel pointing out that they don't even defend themselves, the tough talkers, he says, are worthless pansies who need to feel tough, so they say stuff online. Yes, it's like a, so true, see that so often, it's this sort of like psychological weakness that they they try to conceal their own coward uh, cowardice and their own frailty and their own sense of mortality. By coming out and talking really tough. So they can imagine themselves tougher than they actually are. Deep wisdom by Fournall. Uh Spud says, I know that Nick booted Ethan ne- Nevada. He kept showing up to events extensively inebriated. I'm sure there is a fallout, but I have no idea to what extent. Uh Furnall also said this. There are several subversive subversives in the chat and the way they deliver their negative message about go free is to concern troll in chat. So they're concerned trolling. Thank you for pointing that out. I don't know if for has already gone to bed. Somebody should message him that we are celebrating him. Incendiary rhetoric is here. Hello and welcome. Uh, I soy says it's true. America first has been burning for a while, but it's only accelerated since his connections with predator Ali Alexander were exposed. I don't know who that is. Who, who is that? And, and what happened there? Yeah, to concern troll, of course, if you don't know what that is, that's when people come in and they'll say, like, I don't know if this is enough. I don't know if this going free is enough. I'm not sure Jason is white. I'm not sure that Jason's not working for the jaywalkers. As as though, as though, (laughs) I mean, how many people do we have watching now? What a ridiculous thing to say. What a ri- totally ridiculous kind of thing to concern troll about. He's 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 being a shield for them. Oh, yeah, they need me. Let me tell you, they need me. They, <laughs> they need me. Uh, uh, owning anti white goblins says no white guilt sorry if I already said this I think you are definitely above the target uh, since the anti white ADL SPLC and ACP hasn't written anything about you but ant have whoa isn't that an interesting thought isn't that an interesting thought owning anti white goblins very interesting thought here I think you're definitely above the target since the anti-white ADL SPLC and NAACP hasn't written anything about you, but the ant-nats have. Very interesting thought. I'm going to have to think about that. That's an interesting thought. Let's see. Poop is here. Hello, Poop. Uh Spud asking if I've talked to any of those men recently. I'm sorry I tag me again uh, and uh tell me what men you're thinking about. Oh, you mean the the old guys. Well, I talked to Yes, I talked to one of them. Let's see. It's well, the end of last month. I talked to one of them the end of last month. No more tough talking, by the way. The tough talking has gone away. It's, it's interesting how when age incapacitates you and you become reliant on the assistance of non-white people and maybe even Jewish-run uh, institutions that suddenly uh, you you get quiet on the tough talk well anon uh, you can I mean when you have a, a vendetta when you have when when you are thinking negatively all the time about another group The only only thing, person, that's getting harmed by it is you. Because this is an anxiety that, and that's just, just boiling up of something that you can't act on. And so the only person that it harms is the person who's feeling it. So I would suggest that a much healthier approach is to have a real animus for anti-whitism and anti-whites and let that motivate you and the victimization of our people those instances let it motivate you to f- vector it into healthy things like going free with yourself becoming a better you with your family using the concepts spreading the concepts in, out in the world We've known people here that came in; they were interested in the go free method, but so mired in where they started that some negative thing happens out in society, and it's it's very telling. Uh, because we could almost do, if I if I wanted to name the people, I would not be fair, but we could almost do like a tale of two people, a tale of two champions, and a a, a big victimization of white people occurred, and one of those people, very angry about it, went out into the world and took the lexicon and was going up to people randomly in public, saying things about uh, what's going on in our world, just in passing in an intelligent way, spreading the lexicon, did some leafleting, got online, and felt infinitely better about the change that he was making in the world and especially meeting people. I think I shared one of the conversations that he had with a random group of people uh, out on the street one day and how good he felt that he was able to communicate. It was young people. How good he w- felt at being able to communicate these concepts that suddenly they were like, oh yeah, they're going to be able to go to co- back to their university and then share these concepts and crush anti-whites. Now this versus the other guy, who decided the concepts of go free is not enough. And he just withdrew into himself and cussing his head off in his house and talking about how uh, it's one of these days and it ate him up. He didn't accomplish anything good for our people. It's just eating him up. So that's a lot of anxiety. And It's the uh, fight or flight mechanism because you get up the fight and then you have nowhere to let it go. And so, what does that, what is it, what does the stress do to one system? YM Robot Media is here. Hello. All right. I think we're about done for tonight all right awesome well, I think we, I think, I hope we did some good. I don't know how long this is going to go on folks. I don't know. Oh, looks like, uh, I'm calling the police financially gifted six more lemons. Thank you so much for that. I really appreciate it. I like me some lemons over there on D live. <laughs> got a got a uh, a person I'm sure is uh, peak of physical condition and erudition. wondering if if I am the incel channel. <laughs> you can't even make that up. That is so bitching, ludicrous. You know, be it, you're at, you're at like university or you're at high school and you have the star athlete and then you've got like the narrow duel that's off dirty on the side with filthy clothes. And it's like, but is that guy over there the loser? Yeah. The guy in the uniform ranking up all the stats and the grades and everything. Is that the loser over there? Well, To each his own, right? Set <laughs> at the incel country and bluegrass is here. Great to see you, uh, Anon. You, I'm going to ask you to really reevaluate the wishes my friend reevaluate the wishes and uh and get to some adult mature change in your world and uh, yourself and in those around you and then out in the world you know sitting around talking about how one of these days there's going to be this is going to happen and one of these days it's going to be i mean you're that's that's just like being a fan of a sports team where you don't actually participate at all. You know, next year, they'll recruit some better athletes and then, okay. The year after that, they'll recruit some better athletes. And then, I mean, if, you, if you don't want to be a doer, then you're never going to do anything. I went over to D-Live and donated some lemons. Well, thank you so much, sister. I appreciate it. I saw them. Oh, no. You I, you just did that. And uh, one ice cream cone from Spud Ruckus over there on D-Live. Thank you so much. And thank you to Maverin. Says, fantastic stream tonight. <laughs> Is this the, is this the incel channel? No, I'm afraid uh, he and I don't look anything alike. Dr. Falls says, thank you. Well, you're most welcome. All right, the great Foster sharing some wisdom in the live chat as well. JK 160 helping somebody out with what Ant Nat means. Dr. Frost says, Jason, dropping truth as always. Well, I appreciate it. All right. Well, we are likely, believe it or not, going to be back uh, tomorrow night with a roll in. It's not impossible that it could happen. And a guest, will be with us if it's not uh, tomorrow night that guest will be with us at some point in the near future it's going to be marvelous you're going to want to see who this guest is and then of course back on sunday at 5 p.m eastern standard time for our going free gathering will we teach more about the go free method right from the mind of yours truly Again, there's a third edition that's in the works, and it's going to be much bigger even than than this one, second edition iteration two. It continues to grow because we continue to grow, and uh, if nothing else, I want this stream to be available for people out there, so my conscience conscience will be clear. I tried. I have tried again and again, and tonight I tried very calmly. To share the truth about what is uh, what's going on with resistance to anti-whiteism, how it is a uh, this playing being the antag in the anti-white narrative is a trap from which you can never escape, and uh, do so by demonstrating with reason and logic, but also the evidence of the efforts Herculean efforts uh, by people to spread historical revisionism, spread LARPing of different types, and spread jaysperging at a time where the internet was so free to the world that even Google officially said publicly. it's It's even impossible to imagine now, isn't it? Google said officially and publicly that there's nothing we can do about the results because of freedom of speech. So you had freedom of speech. Even Google said so. And we have what we have today. So the, these arguments, these approaches need to be dropped or they'll never be a recapture of our destiny. See these things for what they are. Traps. Roll out we